You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. I've talked to enough admissions committee members to, to know that they really, really look at those stories. And they'll look at a student with a 3.5 GPA who has overcome a ton in a better light than another student with a 3.5 GPA who hasn't had to overcome anything. Talisha, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray pre-med Q&A. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Awesome. What can I help you with today? Yes, so um, I am in the midst of applying to medical school this okay. cycle. Um, my MCAS verification went through on the 22nd of July. Okay. So I am in the midst of secondaries. The secondary plague. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, a plague. That is a good word. Yes. <laughs> it's like a swarm of locusts coming for you. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's about how I feel right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just have some questions regarding my secondaries and then my overall application just okay. being where I'm at in the cycle. Okay. The Let's go. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, first of all, just to give a little bit of a preface of who I am, um, I'm a bit of a non-traditional applicant. Um, I graduated from my university in 2018. Um, I wasn't really sure I wanted to do medicine until about my junior year. Okay. And so a little bit later to this process, I haven't known I wanted to be a doctor since I was in diapers or anything like that. But, um, <laughs> You're not one of us so, then. Yeah. And I guess I just want to say thank you too, because um, when I started this process, I think it was in 2016, mm. um, your podcast really helped me out a lot, especially giving me a motivation to continue on the path, even though a lot of things were against me, especially time and schooling. And so I just really appreciate it all of your resources that have very Good. much helped me out. Glad lot. I could help. <laughs> um, I am um, currently working full-time as a medical assistant. Great. Um, supporting my husband as he finishes his undergraduate degree. Nice. So I'm kind of the baby mama right now. <laughs> I, that. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm working full-time to support our family. Um, I am married, no children. Okay. I'm t- just about to turn 26, so not too old, but... Uh, definitely a little more non-traditional in the sense that I didn't really know I wanted to do this. And so um, as of now, I guess I'm just trying to figure out the best way to portray myself in my secondaries. Um, Just kind of, I am a federal applicant waiver for the AMCAS, so I do have that. Um, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how to portray um, my obstacles that I've had to overcome without... You know, finding the balance without um, seeming too much like I'm making excuses, but also yeah. being realistic and authentic yeah. about the situation. So before we go any further, when you say federal applicant waiver, I'm assuming you mean the fee assistance program? That's yes, that fee waiver? Program. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So I, your question or your concern really is what it is, is super common for students who have had to overcome a lot of obstacles, right? So for you, you've, whatever those obstacles have been in your journey, they're just like, 
yep, I've dealt with them. I've overcome them. They're just part of me. They're, that's who I am. But then when you get to this stage in, in your application and there's, there's questions in the secondaries about, tell me about the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome. You're like, well, is it really big? It's just, it's just kind of me and what I've done. And, and, and one of the biggest kind of the, the language that I hear from students is I don't want anybody to feel pity for me. Right. And it's like, well, it depends on how you write it. Right. What frame of reference, what what kind of perspective are you bringing to the table when you're writing about it? I, I think at this stage of the game, you've obviously gotten here. You've applied to medical school. So you have some semblance, I'm hoping, of good grades and good MCAT score, good enough to, to give you the confidence to apply. So there should be no pity taken, right? Because you're at this point, right? There would be pity if you're like before applications going, hey, look at me, look what I've had to come from. Just let me apply, please. I know I don't have good grades. I know I don't have a good MCAT score. Just pity me. So that's the pity angle. But you've gotten to this point. You've overcome the obstacles. You've submitted your application. You're working on your secondaries. There's no pity to be had. Now it's just, let me see what you've done, how you've gotten to this point. And I've talked to enough, talking, is that, I've, I've talked <laughs> to enough admissions committee members to, to know that they really, really look at those stories. And they'll look at a student with a 3.5 GPA who has overcome a ton in a better light than another student with a 3.5 GPA who hasn't had to overcome anything. And it's all about what you've done with what you've been given. And so you need to just tell your story as as truthfully and as honest as possible without exaggerating, without trying to limit it as well. And, and really just let the admissions committee members, let the readers of your application know, here's what I've been through. Here's what it did to me. Here's how it's made me stronger and, and why I'm here today. And and you just don't worry about the pity part because there's nothing to pity. Thank you. I really needed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. I know. I'm definitely like trying to play it off again. And, you know, I've talked to other people who are like, no, you need to talk about it. Yep. I, I, again, I think, I think one of my, one of my um, bigger issues when you're saying like GPA and MCAT, it's like, I don't have the 98th percentile MCAT. I don't yep. have, you know, I have really struggled with my academics and, decent I didn't do as well as I wanted to on my MCAT but again I'm <laughs> nobody does it. as well as they want to on their MCAT <laughs> like I didn't get a 528 I didn't do as well as I wanted I know that's true <laughs> that is true it's all about perspective yeah um but yeah so I think um that's the other thing like with GPA and grades it's like I'm I feel like so for example like I had to work full-time like I supported myself through college like I didn't yeah. have any family assistance or help yep um, so I was writing off of Pell Grants and yep. my own, you know, my own dime. And I know that other students have been in the situation and I think that's where it's like, I'm trying to avoid the comparison game. Um, you never want to compare. Definitely yeah, don't want to exactly. compare. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've seen, like if you've started pre-writing your secondaries from secondaryapps.com, if you've seen the secondaries, a lot of secondaries ask, have, did you have to work while you were a student? And that's your opportunity to that that is how you differentiate yourself because a lot of students don't a lot of students do i don't i don't know what per, the percentages are of pre-meds who need to work who don't work i i worked a bunch when i was in in college um so again i i, I wouldn't come at it from a 
what is going to separate me from the other students and because if you do that then you are playing the comparison game and and that just yeah. it never works and so you have to come from a point of view of here's my story take it or leave it right and and just lay it out uh lay it all out, out on the table okay awesome so don't be afraid to tell my true story is what you're saying. Don't right? be afraid. And and I'll I'll put an asterisk with it. And I talk about it a lot uh, with with potential red flags, right? If part of your story is um, you were a coke addict, right? Um, then potentially there's some some concern to to lay all of that out on the table. And I always I always pick some sort of drug addiction, not not to make light of it, but to really. Um, highlight a concern that that addiction is one of those things that is a, a potential big red flag in the, the application process, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think for me, it's that, I, I mean, I've read your personal statement book. Um, it helps me write my personal statement, so thanks, kid. Good. Um, <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's just trying to get over that my, like my academics, I always feel like is a red flag for me, but I mm. know that you know, like I, I still like I, I have an overall three four GPA, so it's okay. not great, but it's definitely not you know in the red flag area. So upward trend. What was that? Upward trend. Yes, upward trend. Okay. I, I dipped really lowly my sophomore year when I began to work full time, so I think okay. that's what I'm trying to illustrate with my story is. Yeah. I I had saved up for college since sixteen, and then lo and behold, what do you know? After the first year, all of those funds ran dry. So I had to <laughs> continue to work, and that is when my grades definitely like took a hit. It's yeah. a very drastic trend, but then I've built slowly up since then. So maintaining the same work level, uh, workload as well. Yes, I was also an athlete in college, and so I think um, so. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you have the perfect story. It's not like, hey, I dropped down because I decided to join a sorority and party all the time. It's like, hey, I had to work to support myself. I was an athlete supporting my team mem- uh, teammates, assuming it's a, a team sport. So your story is, is the perfect story to, to really highlight why you dip down and, and, then, and then show that you have overcome. Yeah. Tell your Thank story. You. All right. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess some other questions that I have. So the big thing now, what I'm struggling with is, of course, my application was verified on the 22nd. Yep. I got hit with all these secondaries. Yep. I mean, you're like, yep, I know, on the 23rd, 24th. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I did pre-write my secondary. So I did do awesome. document. I took your suggestions. I've made a very organized document by state of Mm -hmm. all the schools I'm applying to when I received the applications and all of the essays. Um, So, I mean, I pre-wrote probably about two or three worth. I wish I would have done more. Um, And I've gotten to the point now where I have recycled some of my essays. But I think right now I'm I'm a perfectionist. (laughs) And I read the essays like several, several times before I submit, which I know you're supposed to do anyway. It's putting your best foot forward. But when do you sacrifice that, like, perfection aspect with the very fact that you have so many in your inbox timeliness matters yep. it's a rolling admissions process so i yep. think how do i find that balance between putting you know my best foot forward being perfect taking hours on submitting one versus trying to pump them out as quickly as possible for yeah so hours on submitting one doesn't sound too scary to me it's when students are starting to take days to submit yeah. one uh, in in my mind i think that any student after the first couple can start to to turn around secondaries within a day. Okay. Um, in terms of 
sitting down, seeing the, the question prompts or the essay prompts, and then writing them, editing them, reviewing them, and then just submitting them. I, I think at some point, the perfectionism, uh, obviously, most of the people on this journey are type A pre-med students, so everything has to be perfect. And yeah, welcome to the club. Um, that that th some of that has to let go with the mindset of if you don't let it go, all you're doing is hurting yourself at this point. Right. There's the if you're in school and you're writing an essay, there's a deadline that, you know, as, as long as you're in by the deadline, you're fine. At this point with secondaries, every day that you delay is another day where there are more interview seats that are taken. That's and my yeah. <laughs> and with that mindset, you just have to, to let go just a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. Instead of checking it five times, you only check it three times. Right. I'm not saying don't be a perfectionist. I'm saying be less of a perfectionist. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, I think with that too, it's like with my situation, I mean, I'm working full time. So honestly, like when I usually, when I usually get to it, it's after a full day of work and I only can pump out, you know, a couple hours worth. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think just trying to get that mindset of pumping them through yeah. as much as possible. It, it's difficult, but of course, now, w working full time, is there any flexibility to, to go to your job and say, hey, I need to take one day off and, and like make it a three day weekend where Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're just banging through all of them? I actually do have Mondays off, which has been a huge Perfect. blessing. So, yeah, okay. I, I pump through like my Saturdays, Sundays and Mondays have been fully committed. Good. But it's that whole mindset where I'm like, yes, I have all day. Monday fully committed mind. to secondary to essays. Second. OK. To, to second. Yeah. Good. Like, yeah, like like this weekend yeah i'm clearing out my schedule to get this done this is my future i don't want to mess with it yeah um but i think the problem is i get like i mean this last monday i sat down at like 8 a.m and i was like i'm gonna pump through like three today and then by two o'clock i was still working on my first one and i was just like <laughs> why am i going so slow like and yeah. so i think that's where i'm just trying to find that weight that balance to kind of like push through them a little bit quicker yeah. because how many have you done so far six okay so they, they should start to, at this point, be a little bit more repetitive, which is nice. Um, and, and it's funny, as we're recording this, the podcast for, for the pre-med years that went out yesterday on July 31st, 31st was an interview with uh, Carl Illinois College of Medicine. And we, we talked a lot about secondary essays, and they have a very unique secondary essay, their whole application process is very different. They don't even do interviews. Um, and and so if if they if the way that they want to have secondaries go, right? Cause because they're out pushing to other schools, like you need to be more unique with your secondary essay prompts. If if every school was like Carl Illinois, then the secondary essay process would be much, much, much harder because a lot of what you write for one won't necessarily translate to another so there won't be a lot of copying and pasting so right now we're in a, a nice spot where some some medical schools are a little bit lazy and they have a lot of repetitive questions uh not super unique questions uh but in the future maybe that will change so take advantage of it now awesome yeah and i have been trying to go like on online to the medical schools and mm -hmm. trying to see you know where they're where where their curriculum fits in with my interests so i feel like i've yeah. done a pretty good job of that i think again it's just you know, I, I know you've said this before, like if it's not time consuming, you know, if you're afraid about the time consuming part, then you should find another profession. Like, <laughs> okay, I need to remember that. And yeah. Um, yeah. So I think just now it's just finding that balance. Okay. Um, 
I guess another question. Um, so I've looked, I've looked on, well, I've done on medical school HQ. Um, I've researched through all of the secondary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I haven't really found just like your, and I know it's probably going to be because it different, it differs per applicant, but I know there's, you know, on those three letter websites up there, Reddit or whatnot, there's that, there's that set like, okay, like you apply in this order to your secondaries. Like yeah. what would you recommend as far as finding the balance? Cause I haven't already applied to, um, all but one of my DO schools. And so okay. I've applied DO. Um, and then I am trying to figure out like what order to apply. Cause I know, I mean, you have like, I got eight in one day. So it's like, yeah. how do I sort through? <laughs> do you just say location? Do you just say it's yeah. it, for me, it's, it's whatever your top choice is. And so you're constantly in, and how, how is that determined? Well, it's, is it location class size curriculum, all of those things that I talk about as far as making a school list, um, so as you get your secondaries every morning, when you start to work on it, you go, okay, out of these 10 that I have, which one is my top choice? I'm going to work on that one first. And then you have nine left. Okay. Which one is my top choice? Then you work on that one and you just go from there so that you are, uh, out of the schools that you really, really, really want to go to for whatever reasons, uh, you are submitting those secondaries first so that your application is complete sooner at those schools. And then there's no two week turnaround rule, right? (laughs) Um, so I, I, I subscribe to the two week turnaround rule. Um, I, I think as soon as you can, you turn them around. Uh, if you're over two weeks, it doesn't mean don't, uh, don't submit it, but, um, as soon as you can, right. It's all, all about rolling admissions. Yes, I know. It, it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> yes. I think it definitely. Um, so let's see. Another question I had is how can I effectively emphasize my location connection? So um, I guess so like my husband's family, they're all from Hawaii. And so we're applying to the medical school in Hawaii. And I'm trying, I'm doing that secondary right now. I've, I've wanted to save it so I can have a little bit of time to improve my essay writing. Yeah. But how do I how do I like just hit strong my emphasis on the location and how that's like the top medical school without sounding like too desperate? <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. It's hard, especially if in the secondary essays, and I, I don't know what uh, Hawaii secondary essays are. I, I don't say it the fancy way that you say Hawaii, oh. um, but uh, um, I, I don't know what their secondary essays look like to know if they specifically ask, hey, why are you applying to Hawaii? Especially if they're flagging you as an out-of-state applicant yeah. and giving you a special secondary for that. Uh, some schools will do that. So um, if There's they are... secondary specifically says, what are your ties to yeah. Jabsom or Hawaii? Yeah. Milk it. Yeah. My, my husband's from there. His family is there. We travel there X number of times a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you milk it for, for all you Just have. Yeah. yeah. And then and then for other students, just to kind of pile on to that, if, if you're applying to a school or, or for you, um, if you're applying to a school that doesn't specifically say, hey, what are your ties to this area? Obviously, Hawaii is a little bit unique because it's an island out in the middle of the ocean um, to say, hey, what are your ties to this area, the school? Um, if the secondary asks it, great. If the secondary doesn't, a lot of secondaries will have a, hey, is there anything else you want to tell us type prompt and that's where you would put that to say hey i really want to come to this school and if the prompt isn't specifically what are your ties to this area to want to come here then you should focus more on the school 
and less on the location. I would definitely add the location, but focus more on the school to say, hey, I really want to come to this school because of XYZ, and not I want to come to the school because it's convenient because all my family's here. Yeah. Yeah, I know one one is Colorado, actually, University of Colorado. I have family Good that school. lives like two hours within from Colorado. So I'm applying there. You know, okay. I'm an out-of-state applicant. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was another thing, too. It's like I've been to Colorado every summer since I started college. Yep. You know, just trying to milk that as much as possible. Perfect. Okay. Um, how are we on time? Are... We have a couple minutes left. Okay. Um, let's see. I think just um, how do I, I mean, of course, we're in secondaries right now, but I guess I'm looking more forward to, um, actually, no, let me, let me say this. So I, I have reached out to my schools just because I received a C minus in one of my organic chemistry classes, which I know isn't ideal. Um, I actually suffered a concussion like two weeks before the semester, semester ended. Um, I'm a rugby athlete for my school. And so obviously like didn't, <laughs> that game didn't go off too well, but, yep. um, so I guess that is the one other situation that I've been trying to kind of not explain away, but just kind of like show the schools, like, this is a reason why, you know, I've gotten this low of a grade. Mm-hmm. Um, some schools have actually precluded, like I haven't been able to apply because of the C minus. So I guess yeah, usually a C minus doesn't meet the requirements for passing that yeah. class. It's the 2.0. So the schools I've applied to, I've all personally reached out to them and okay. received confirmation that um, a C is a C is a C. Okay. Um, so my question is, is for those who even don't ask it, how do I weave that into my, hey, is there anything else, you know, I need to know? Because I don't want to take up the time per se just about that C minus. Yeah. If, so, so for me, if it's one C minus... I wouldn't even bring it up unless the secondary, a lot of secondaries will specifically say, hey, for every class that you got less than a B in or less than a B minus or whatever, right, Um, then explain it. Uh, If that question isn't there, one C minus to me, it's a blip on a radar and and doesn't need to be brought up. I mean, the assumption is you said it was OCHEM. OCHEM. Yeah, right. That's a good one to get a C minus in because guess what? Everybody struggles with OCHEM. Uh, So... They'll just go, oh, look, another student who struggled with OCHEM. Now, now for me, the question would come up, why didn't you retake it? That that would be the question that I would have as I was reading your application. And so that would be the bigger question to me. Not why you got a C minus, but why didn't you retake it? Knowing that I think the majority of schools out there don't consider that um, good enough for passing the prereq. And that's where I, I feel like I would explain that I have to work full. Like, it's just not an option for my life right yeah. now. I a lot of I know some DO schools um, said you can take it online, but that does take a full year and not a lot of schools like it online. Yeah. And they need it from a university, not a community college. So simply with my full time work schedule right now, it's just not a possibility. Okay. So I guess would that would that be sufficient or should I potentially um, come on to that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I guess let's see. I don't know, just kind of looking forward, how do I, because I know the non-traditional path is becoming the traditional one. I know that, you know, that's that's been more more common, especially mm-hmm. these last cycles. How, how do I, um, I don't know, how do I stand out as far as from my traditional, non-traditional path as to, yeah. again, this is kind of the comparison game, but yeah. how, how do I stand out? <laughs> as soon as you... I, as soon as you say stand out, you're you're going down the wrong path, okay. right? You tell your story. 
Um, you you lean on the things that you've learned from your experiences uh, without going look at how different I am because of that. You just you talk about your journey, you talk about your experiences, how you've had to 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 balance school and being athlete and working and all this other stuff. Uh, don't don't lean on it to stand out. Lean on it because because that's your story. That's all. Um, and then lastly, just looking forward to interviews. Um, so my financial status, of course, right now I don't have the money to go out and spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on any interview prep course. Yep. Um, what is the best way besides milking the uh, website, which I've been doing? Yep. I feel like I've been setting aside. I have the interview book already. I've been okay. setting that aside to get through my secondaries. And once I'm done with that, um, what are what are some recommendations you could give me as far as looking forward into interview season um, as someone with? limited resources financially so the the interview book definitely obviously super cheap to get especially the kindle version is like six bucks or something um lean on if you have access to pre-med advisors uh if you have access to the physicians where you're a medical assistant to see if they'd be willing to do a mock interview with you um in the interview book i i think i have um i have like 600 questions in there and you can kind of say, Hey, uh, husband, can you, uh, can you ask me some of these questions and let me know what you think? Really just remembering that the goal of the interview is to have a conversation. And I, I think if you go in with that mindset and you don't go in with the mindset of, I need to stand out. I need to separate myself. I need to sell myself. I need to show them how amazing I am. That's where students go wrong versus just going in pretending like you're you're sitting down at Starbucks with your best friends and just having a conversation about your life and your journey. Awesome. All right. Yes. Well, thanks for for calling in and taking the time to to have a chat. Thank you, Dr. Gray. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm sure I'll be in touch as Great. this process goes forward. <laughs> Let me know. Keep me informed. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med. Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check me out on YouTube as well on Medical School HQ. 